away from that cold November rain, it's shenanigans. <laughs> Darling, so, don't train. That's when I saw actually Guns N' Roses in that stadium where the Jets played last night. Well, not in that stadium. Wait, what stadium did the Jets play in last night? Didn't they play in the stadium that's in uh, Jersey? Yeah, but it's been replaced since then. Since when? I think 2015 is when the... The new stadium is? Yeah. Then that is correct. I was not in that stadium. I you were in, in the old Meadowlands. I was in the old Where Jimmy Hoffa's buried. Where Hoffa is buried. <laughs> anyway, this week, it's Ellen with the Y. Good evening, everybody. Vinny. I don't have any roses. And I'm Craig. You got the guns, though. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've got the guns. You got the roses. I don't have the roses. <laughs> Bunch of. I don't have. You've the got roses. the guns. I've got the roses. There you go. Bunch of. Who's been drinking tonight? Not me. Not me. <laughs> I screwed that up already. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. What are you doing? Hey, heads I win, tails you lose. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. We are we Cooper's here too. You forgot to mention. Oh Cooper. yeah. Cooper the Cooper the Super Pooper. He's turning out to be a regular part of this podcast now. He's got a spot up on the table and everything. I know, and he barked last week, and I didn't cut it out. Oh, really? He's yeah. talking? He was adding? Yep. Hi, buddy. He's getting super cool. I, I think bet- he was barking at his own shadow last week, though. Yeah, he gets he gets spooked by a few things here and there. But he's cool. We've been, we've been going on our walks, and now I've been trying to take him off the leash a little bit. So we've been doing that. I'm like, stay close, stay close. So he does until, again, a car goes by. And then he wants to chase or a person because then he's just, he's not mean. He just thinks everybody loves me. So he goes up to them and they pet him. Well, he's, he's a super handsome dude. He's a, yeah, very social. He's a very social dog. So we've been uh, doing all that. And then, so I was doing some stuff with my van this weekend, unloading some crap. And I was like, all right, just stay here while I'm rearranging things. So he stayed near me. And then you get entranced in doing some work. So, I mean, I was in the van for probably eight, eight minutes, under 10 minutes, you know. But I'm like, all right. I, I look back and I see him there. I look back and I see him there. But I look back again. I've realized I was in there now for five more minutes where I didn't pay attention to him. So, all of a sudden, I look, I'm like, Cooper, Cooper. I was still walking down the aisle and then, uh, or walking down the street here and then I made the right hand turn and one of my neighbors is holding him just patting him and playing with him meanwhile the street looked like the uh, Avengers have been through there yeah (laughs) he does he just goes like hey he was chasing a big truck he was chasing that big Dodge I'm like you dummy (laughs) (laughs) but slowly but surely he's getting there I feel like I'm that old turtle from uh, what was that Finding Nemo hold on let's just see what Squirt will do and I just let him go and figure out he's got to figure it out People think that's bad pet ownership on my part. I got scolded a couple times for letting him do Do you have your thing. tags on him? I don't, not right now. When he goes out there, I've got his little his collar on him, but not the tags. Because I don't have a neck collar on him. I just have, like, the harness I put on him when we go for walks. Right. But I don't leave a neck collar on him all the time. You could put the, uh, the tags on his harness, though. That's okay. That way, when you take him out, at least if you take him off the leash, he's got the tags and all that. Yeah. Is he microchipped? No, he is not. Okay. Yeah, they make you get all your dogs in Texas microchipped. Really? Yep. So they can just run the um, they run a barcode scanner over the back of their neck because it's a small little chip. But that's if somebody's trying to uh, find his home. Yeah. What if somebody just steals your dog and they don't? Then you can track them. How can you track them? That's how they get you, man. That's with slow down. They don't track it. They got to take them someplace. Just look at a barcode to get that information. Well, it's like it's hey, not like an air tag or whatever they call those. Wait things. a second. Can oh, I get my dog air tags? You probably could. If they do have on, one of those for the leashes, too. Like, you can put it on. You there. could sew one into a, uh, like, one of those vest harness things. Or you could sew it right in under his skin. 
I know uh, I know a young lady who does that. She uh, she sews in air tags to her son's pants so she could track him. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Well, I mean, he's he's five, but I mean, if you understood the situation, then then yeah, you would you would probably it probably wouldn't think it's that crazy. Ah, well then, yeah. If you're doing that because of something like that, I mean, it's sure. it's it's really a safety thing. It's not because oh my god, I got to know where he's at every single second. Yeah. But it's yeah. Out in the old Texas town of El Paso. That would be the West, West Texas. Texas town. That one too. <laughs> I fell in love with a Spanish girl. <laughs> See, I was in a different location than you guys. They have a song called Mexicali Blues too. Who? Grateful Dad. I knew you were going to say Country song, laid back in an old saloon with a peso in my hand, watching flies and children on the streets. I think I know that song. There's black-eyed girls. Is that Grateful Dead over there next to Miles Davis? I can't tell from this far away. It is. His eyes don't work that good. Oh, is that what a long, strange trip? Yep. I can see it now. Vinyl, baby. Yeah. What you know about vinyl, Grateful Dead? If it depends on the pressing on it, I had to look at the back. Oh. Does it have a barcode or does it have no barcode? No barcode. No barcode is good. Yeah, that thing's worth tens of dollars. <laughs> tens of dollars. <laughs> That's a rarer album to have. Mm-hmm. I have a first pressing of the Who's Who's Next album. Really? Yeah. I'm afraid to play it, though. Vinyl sounds so good, so rich and deep. I agree. That was going to be this area when I went through and uh, I was going to move things around. I was going to open up that music area a little bit more, I think, so I can actually come down and listen to the vinyl. Because right now it's just cramped over there, but now your or sister's the moving couch. back. And she screwed up all my cleaning and rearranging plans. My lovely wife said that, tough, she'll have to work around it. Oh, I'm not starting no family feud up in there. Dude, there's no family feud. My sister's easy going. She does what I She's one her. of those things. <laughs> Holy shit I don't even know her <laughs> I'm just saying she's going right She's going from where she was to come into where she's at Right see? you probably actually know her She used to hang out at Briandi's. Really? Yeah let's see when would she be 21 She would have been 21 in 1998 Was I there then? I don't remember When was I there? When are you going to write that, that novel about me and the bartending? I have it It's not very good It's definitely I was young and was- not very good at writing yet How's your Thanksgiving, everybody? It was very good. What'd you do? Pretty good. We did something new for my with my mother this year because for the last fifteen years she kills herself. Like on the on the day of, she's making everything. Then she's the meatballs are made, but she's now got. So we do a full Italian side along with. So she's doing all the pasta stuff and cooking sauce and uh, and doing all that, and then. We've got all the turkey, so she makes the stuffing that morning, and then uh, does the, stuffs the turkey, and then does another bowl of stuffing, and she just keeps working and working in the morning, so she gets real early to do all that. So I finally told her, she says, Ma, let's just cook it ahead of time, you know? So she's like, I don't want to. So nevertheless, I went there, and I kind of bullied her into it. So we watched uh, Mrs. Miracle on uh, Friendly TV, which is Ray Romano's mother is the Mrs. Miracle. And it's very Miracle on 34th Street-ish. Nice. So it was good. And then we cooked the turkey. And then I put everything like in the in the serving tray. So all she had to do in the morning when she got up was just pop everything in the oven. And uh, so then I called her in the morning and said, are you want me to come over and do anything? And she's like, no. But she's like, we got to do this every year. Like she woke up calm and relaxed, you know, which is huge. You should do that when you're at that age, too, especially. Right. But. And just at any time, you should do that. So she was able to truly enjoy the Thanksgiving and not be exhausted. And then we had a uh, a clogged sink issue at my mother's house. So they have when they did the piping over there, like right from the sink, the pipe 
it goes like a half moon. It starts up top, and then it kind of bends down in the middle, and then it has to go back up top to get into the actual drain. So we had some cloggage going on there, so I had to pull the drain apart and do some of that jazz too. So that's nothing I wanted to do on Thanksgiving Day. But it was a good day. We all got to hang out, see everybody, eat some good food. Uh, my godkids were there, so we were playing pool, playing blackjack, um, and just doing all sorts of fun stuff. What did you guys do? I, I kind of did uh, a lot of prep the day before. I got the turkey, and uh, it was all thawed on uh, Wednesday. So I made this uh, herb seasoned butter and separated the skin from the bird and went underneath the skin and rubbed it all down with the butter and stuff and Ooh, then nice. olive oil the outside and then seasoned it um, with some more of the seasoning. And then I put it back in the fridge and just let it sit for 24 hours. I made all the cornbread the day before because I do half bread, half cornbread dressing. I gotcha. And then I did all the prep with the green beans. I went ahead and snapped them and nice. did all that stuff for the uh, green bean casserole. Is your turkey breast when you do it that way? Did it come out nice and moist, the breast itself, or no? Oh, yeah. See, because every time I do it, like I have, it always seems dry. Even when we did it this way around and I had everything cooked and cut ahead of time and we cooked it at like a perfect temperature mm -hmm. where it should be moist, but it was still not extremely moist. And I had some from the chef at my one school that made a Thanksgiving dinner for everybody. And that was the most moist, I mean, it was the most moist breast, turkey breast I've ever had in my life, the stuff that this guy did, you know? See, I smoked mine. I put oh, mine on so. the smoker and smoked mine at 225 for oh, yeah, so that's most different. of the day. But I also took um, two Granny Smith apples mm -hmm. and quartered them and threw them on the inside um, just to add a little extra moisture. Yeah, I think that's And it smart. added just a hint of sweetness to go with the smoke. And it actually, like, I'm still eating smoked turkey sandwiches at this nice. point because it just, it's fantastic. You know, we did the homemade cranberry dressing, you know, cr uh, cranberry sauce, you know, where you boil the cranberries yeah. and stuff down. Uh, we did, you know, a bunch of pies, football. We all got in the kitchen and kind of cooked together and stuff. So it wasn't like this big, long day of cooking like it normally is, mm -hmm. where you start cooking at like 8 in the morning, and then it's, you're not getting out of the kitchen till 8 at night. Yeah, like it's we, exhausting. You know, I did a whole bunch of prep the day prior, and it just made things so much easier. Yeah. I mean, we were only in the kitchen for five hours or so. I put the turkey on the smoker at like, I think it was 8.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And we were eating by 3.30 in the afternoon. Nice. So, I mean, it, it went for seven hours. So what kind? Do you have one of those Traegers or whatever they are? Like, how Yeah, I, I got a Traeger. Is that the one with pellets? Yeah, it's a pellet smoker. Okay. It, it, it's well worth it. Um, it was given to me as a, uh, as a Christmas present. Uh, my mother got it for me. And I've had that thing for four years now. Mm. I, I cook everything on it. Like, if I grill outside, I generally grill on it. Because the, the wood flavor that gets into it whether it's oak or mesquite the hickory it, it adds a little bit extra to it it's just it's awesome i got it's never anything i was i told you i just got that that smoker a friend of mine gave me and i'm just not a smoke kind of guy you know like i just saw somebody smoke like they put which i would never do like i had a smoked gouda once and i just i just don't like when i go to one eye jacks i think it's good you can have everything but everything kind of tastes similar if you get like the brisket and the pork and the ham it's all Smoky flavor. Probably because they're using the, the, the same wood. Yeah. Like, brisket should be smoked with mesquite, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Because, I mean, I'm born and raised in Texas, and so Texas is beef barbecue, mm -hmm. and we smoke everything with mesquite. Now, granted, we do pork, 
you know, and then we'll, we'll use hickory, you know, you'll hickory smoke chicken and, and whatever. But if it's beef, it's generally mesquite. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing next year. I'm changing up my entire menu for Thanksgiving next year. I'm actually, I'm going to smoke a brisket. I'm going to bake macaroni and cheese. I'm going to do collard greens, uh, a little bit of fried okra, a whole mess of uh, fresh homemade cornbread. Ooh, I'm coming over there the next day. Why not? See, then I watch the videos and the reels when people make brisket. And brisket, like if I go out, I like once in a while when I've seen people and they got all that bark on there, I will eat the hell out of that whole top cap mm-hmm. piece that's all the bark. I love all that stuff. But then when you see these people making these videos and you're seeing this piece where they're cutting it out there and then they squeeze it down to show all the juice coming out, those they, do, they look incredible. It's just never an arena I've ever dabbled in with the smokers. I never, ever did it. It looks like it's good. But again, I think the different flavors, you're right. I don't know enough to compare with all the different flavors. I'm going to make homemade barbecue sauce. So if anybody wants to put some barbecue sauce on their brisket. I, th- I thought people yell at you from Texas for that because they're like, you don't need barbecue sauce. You got the flavor. You know, I feel like I would. I like barbecue sauce on stuff. I like barbecue stuff on or barbecue sauce on a lot of stuff, too. Even even brisket. And the beauty of brisket is, is the next day I can take it and I can chop it up. Mm-hmm. And I can put it in a food saver bag and then I can just boil it and... In, in the bag. Oh, yeah. And it'll heat it back up, and then I can make brisket tacos. Oh, nice. You know, and that's, you know, mild cheddar, barbecue sauce. The Why do we, we shouldn't have to wait until Thanksgiving for that. We should uh, do a big old brisket. Uh, <laughs> why don't we do that? Can I, if we, if we just, can we all chip in and have a brisket party? And a, I have a brisket. Well, then there you go. You're, you're invited to the party. Bring, <laughs> bring your brisket. <laughs> then we can do that. Let's just get one Nobody made. else is going to eat it at my house. So make it up and let's I have it here. I asked Walden when you guys were at my house Saturday night about doing the smoking the brisket. Oh, really? What did he say? He said, yeah. Well, then let's get that bad boy pulled out of the freezer and let's get it made. That's right. It's, the thing is, is smoking in winter, especially up here in western New York, even with a pellet smoker that's supposed to stay at a constant temperature, the wind will blow. So like Thanksgiving Day, it wasn't terribly cold. It was probably 38 degrees in my backyard mm-hmm. and the wind was blowing a little bit and I had the temperature set to 225. And my Traeger was keeping it about 220. So did you make any adjustments to go a little hotter then or no? No, I let it go. What I did is for the last hour, I cranked it to 300. Oh, there you go. And just to make sure that it got topped off because I needed the internal temperature to be 165. Yeah. You know, just as with any poultry, even if it's being smoked. Yeah. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. Uh, It was great. My mother made this corn casserole thing which was like whole kernel corn, sweet corn, cornbread, cream cheese, something, 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 and then you top it all with a pie crust after that bakes, then you put a pie crust on, and then you whitewash it, and then you let it bake for like 15 minutes. Like, I didn't care for it because I'm not super big on corn, Mm -hmm. unless it's like corn on the cob, in which case then I'll cut the corn off the cob because I I can't do corn on the cob. It just, uh, it's like a... A textural thing? Not a, it, it's more of a sensory thing. I mean, which a texture thing falls under, but it it's like popcorn. It like gets in between my teeth, oh, and yeah. it drives me absolutely insane, and I can't deal with it. So I always cut it off the cob um, and eat it that way. And that kind of Thanksgiving next year, if I do like a, a smoked brisket, that's going to be the longest thing. The collard greens don't take that long. It's like 10 minutes for yeah. collard greens. Cornbread I can make the day before, mm-hmm. and then I can throw that right back in the oven just to heat that up. So that'll be taken care of. The baked macaroni and cheese is, I think, an hour and a half 
cooking prep time is a little over two hours. Put some flaming hot Cheetos on it. No, dear God, no. <laughs> I keep getting a request for me to make that. I want mac and cheese with flaming hot Cheetos. But I mean, fried okra. I mean, I just heat up some oil in the cast iron and throw some breaded okra in there and let that stuff go until it's nice and golden brown. I would like that. Oh my God, I love fried okra. It's my favorite veggie. Well, that's. I think we got to work on this. Piece, but I think we got to work on Craig to get that brisket. And I'll up. I'll probably do some corn on the cob just to add some color and a little sweetness. You know, because if you salt the water just right when you boil the corn on the cob, it brings out the natural sweetness. Mm-hmm. You know, just to offset the smoke and the 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 savory, you want a little bit of sweet there. Ah, I see, think. that is that is good stuff. Maybe a baked sweet potato as well. Oh, see, that's so instead perfect. of doing like cut up sweet potatoes, you do a baked sweet potato. Mm-hmm. So now you've got corn and sweet potatoes to go with the collard greens and the mac and cheese and the cornbread and the brisket. So now you've got all these staples of Southern cooking. Dude, you throw a little oxtail in there and it's all set. I love some friggin' oxtail. Oxtail's good. Oxtail is good. Oh, such so good eating. <clears throat> I might get one in December because I'm. I told you I was getting that quarter cow. It should be ready in December. And even then, I'm splitting that because I still have st- I still have stuff in here from last year, and I didn't even use yet. And I I didn't cook anything this year really for myself around here. It's like yeah. you get home and you're like, all right, crackers with uh, some cheese and some hot peppers or something on there. And that's what I've been on lately. And I've been tuna fish and hot peppers, like the cherry, the cherry hot peppers. Okay. The hot cherry peppers, all oh, and a cracker. Ma, oh, it's so good. Sounds wonderful. So but I got to get to it because I've been getting crazy. Like, I don't even know. Like, this came along, and I, you know, not to sound all stupid, but I mean, you go through and you just eat like a shark this time of year, you know? Mm-hmm. You're like, try this, and here's cookies, and here's this, and here's that. And you keep thinking, well, this isn't going to matter. I'll just have this. I'll have this. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, you got to be kidding me, you know? Six months ago, it was, I, I was down, whatever, almost to under 200. 205, I got to. And then fast forward now to six months later, whatever it is, and I'm 220. And I'm like, that that's just stupid. You just keep shoving. Now, and a lot of that was from the last three weeks. Just keep shoving food. And, and then I think six of that was the last six days. You know, I had, I, mean, I, I had turkey dinners every day. It's all salt, you know. So you're just eating turkey and stuffing and cranberries and uh, potatoes and just. And I made, a, I, made a, I made a sub. So I had the fresh homemade rolls. And then you just blast it. Cranberry sauce, stuffing, turkey, green beans. And mayonnaise. then I blasted it with mayonnaise and then more salt and pepper on there. Ma. If I was going to chair, that would be my uh, that would be my last meal, I think. Yeah, probably. It's so good, you know. Even when after that you still go through and at the end of the night you're not even hungry, but you're thinking about it. It's yeah. just sitting in the fridge calling you. Alan with a Y. Oh, mine's mine's calling my, my name already. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can hear it now. Oh, like I've got seeded rye bread. Oh, that's good. You know, and you put mayonnaise. Cohen's. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best. And you put a little you know, cranberry sauce on it, and then you load it up with turkey and then some lettuce and fresh slices of tomato and a little bit of mild cheddar. Now you're living. I didn't even put the last sandwich I made, I didn't put cranberry on it because I put cheddar on it. Mm-hmm. Just mild cheddar with the smoked turkey and the lettuce and the tomato and the mayonnaise on a seeded rye. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I was I was sitting there on my couch, and I was watching football. When was it? Saturday. Saturday. No, it was Saturday. I was watching college football on Saturday. I'm just chowing down, and I'm just like, oh, my God. I feel so fat. 
yeah, finally, you know, everything's back to normal again, you know, yeah, <laughs> finally. I'm still waiting for my back to normal again. And they're doing these these things, and I'm sure everybody's seen them on the internet now, but everybody's doing these big push for egg rolls. You can make everything an egg roll. Yep. And now they were doing the Thanksgiving dinner as an egg roll. Yes. They took all the leftovers like that, mix it all together, and then boom, throw it in an egg roll and fry it up. And that looked delicious. They, they had a guy that took the skin off a turkey, and he put a layer of stuffing on the skin, and then he did a little bit of cranberries. And the last thing he put was like big strips of turkey right down the center. And I mean, so it was like green beans. So it was like a raw, raw skin that he cooked or was the skin he pulled off? It was the skin he pulled off of the, the cooked turkey. Okay. And everything was cooked. And so he just flipped the skin upside down, put everything in it. And the very center was turkey. And it was, he literally had the sushi roll maker. And he was just like, did the whole roll thing. And he cut it and he made turkey gravy. Mm-hmm. And so he would take it with chopsticks and dip the whole thing in turkey gravy, and he just started eating it. And it was literally every bite was every bit of every bite was perfect bite. It was everything that you would have on the on a, on a plate for that's, Thanksgiving dinner. That's and it was delicious. all in one bite dipped in gravy. So it was all the savory, all the sweet, a little bit of the tart with the cherry, and it was just like this explosion of flavor in your mouth. And I was like, I'm kind of jealous. I, I kind of want to do that. That sounds perfect. But I'm like, I'm probably about 100 pounds too light to be doing that at this point. So so you go from perfection with that meal to something that's imperfect. Like, uh, what should we talk? How about them Buffalo Bills? Well, I was going to ask how, how Craig's Thanksgiving was. Oh, yeah, that's right. How's your Thanksgiving, Craig? I love ham. Ham does not love me. It gives me migraines. Because it's so salty? It's got to be the salt or the nitrates, whatever they cure it in. So my mother-in-law went and got an uncured ham. There you go. Oh, that'll do shot. it. It didn't. Really? It still gave me a migraine. Now, the migraine lasted less time than it would under normal ham circumstances, but it still gave me the migraine. So I'm not sure what the hell's going on because I can eat bacon and I can eat, you know what a ham steak is? You yep. know what a ham steak is? I can eat a ham steak without a problem, but that ham that's in the oven that just doesn't agree with me. Is it maybe because it's on a bone? I don't know. Maybe there's the, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's probably reaching, but... I don't know. I love it. I love the taste of it. I had one piece on Thanksgiving just so that I didn't want to overdo it because I didn't mm-hmm. want to spend Friday like just in agony. Yeah. And I woke up the next morning and I had a headache and I'm like, well, this kind of sucks. Well, I did have, I had a, a shot before I went to bed. So I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't drink next time. So I'll have some leftovers on Friday. Saturday morning, I woke up and I'm like, oh my God, it was must be the two days in a row mm-hmm. it yep. kicked my ass on that Saturday morning. I was not feeling well. And it went away because I went to Hockey Day in Lockport. How was that? Good? It was pretty good. And then you guys came over to the house after that, and I was doing much better then. So, And then my mother-in-law cooked the turkey. So my mother-in-law got the ham, and my wife cooked it. My mother-in-law cooked the turkey. My wife bought her a meat thermometer. That's a remote meat thermometer. So you put the things in and there's something that sits on the stove tells you when it's well she didn't like that newfangled stuff she was going to cook it like her mother cooked it and that thing was fucking dry like follow the you know my mother always cooked it for if it's this many pounds you cook it for this many hours and don't check it until then yeah and by then it's too late yeah so there there was that there was a ton of people in my house i just ignored them and i was in i was in great spirits because the green bay packers beat the detroit lions on thanksgiving 
Oh. And they were whooping them up at the beginning I, of the I'm, game. I'm glad that happened because I, I need that for seeding purposes for my team if we can ever get the Eagles to fucking lose. Oh, I know. We, the last night's game was not pretty, but the Packers game was really pretty for me. You know, they, they played pretty well. Like, they came out and they, they gave the Lions the business. Yeah, like Jordan Love's looking way better. He's still not where he needs to be, but he's looking way he's, better. He's looking like he's getting comfortable. Yep. And that's that's a good thing. You know, on the on the other hand, the Bills came out and they look they look great. Like they were taking it to the Eagles. I thought they played really well, except for the last two plays of the game. My thing was there were two penalties in that game that didn't get called that really irritated the shit out of me. One was the horse collar on Josh Allen. So everybody threw all these flags. His jersey was ripped. You looked at the replay. It happened right in front of the ref, too. Yeah, that's not the thing that said this guy should be fired. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, it's intentional grounding on the Bills. Yeah, and Gabe Davis is about three feet from Josh Allen. And I was like, I I don't understand. Like, you blatantly horse-collared the quarterback, and then you flag him for intentional grounding? Right. Okay, whatever. And there are a lot of pundits out there saying, well, you're just saying that because you're a Bills fan. Well, I'll let you in on a little secret. I'm not a big Bills fan. I'm a Packers fan. I knew that was wrong. And you can say it wasn't a horse collar because of this. Gene Steratore, who used to be an official and is still an official's liaison, whatever. Yes. Said it was definitely a horse collar. Should have been a penalty on the Eagles. And Dean Blandino, who was from a different network and does the same thing as Gene Steratore, agreed with him. So you let the two guys who have actually been officials and set the rules tell you that it's a horse collar. It's a fucking horse collar. Yeah. Well, you're an armchair quarterback on a Saturday night with a beer in your hand is not an expert. Not you, but you know, no, no, people's no. out there. I get it. You know, and I'm not a, a huge Bills fan either. I'm a Cowboys fan. I was watching that. And, you know, I was like, well, this is a good chance for the Eagles to lose because they're playing the Bills. And I know the Bills are better than what the stats and their record is showing. They played really well yesterday. They, they really did. They just got outcoached at the end. And they got outreffed. Well, that one penalty. I'm screwed and then, by the refs, you mean. And then the other one was the pass interference that was missed in overtime that would have given them an automatic first down. They took the win away from themselves when Gabe Davis went on an out rather than an in, even though the play was called for an in. That's yeah. a rookie mistake. That that was, and he had that all day. It was open. It was there. But then also you had the two, yeah, what was it, the defensive lineman, and I guess the linebacker collapsed to the inside on that last play, and they left the whole lane open for Jalen Hurts to just run right into the end zone. Yeah, and it looked like they gave up. That last play looked like they gave up. Yeah. Yeah, they were just like, fuck it. Let's just get They're this over with. being in the rain. Yeah, it's cold, it's rainy, we're, we're just going to be 6-6, six and six. fuck it, we can win out and still make the playoffs. Just for They're, the record, I called 500 season uh, in the beginning of the I, year. In my world, the Green Bay Packers, if they end up 500, it's a win this season. Mm-hmm. Well, you're in a rebuilding phase, right? Yeah. Like, I just need, I don't think the Cowboys are going to win the division, just to be fair, because I don't think they're going to catch the Eagles. I think the Eagles Cow- have that thing where they can just pull out the wins, they, that's what they're. That's what the difference is right now with the Eagles, right. and I think that magic is going to leave them eventually. I don't think they're going to carry that all the way to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. I don't think it's going to be the Eagles. Just to be fair, and I'm not saying that it's going to be the Cowboys either. But the Cowboys defense, when they show up and they they play consistent, it's a top ranked defense in the NFL. You can't deny that. And then the offense. Even when they played teams that are under 500, like the offense is sputtered and they've had trouble getting into the end zone and all this other stuff. But the last three games, you can see that the offense has gotten comfortable with 
McCarthy and doing the play calling with the new Texas Coast offense. I'm looking at it and I'm like, holy shit, they're scoring points on special teams. They're scoring points on defense. They're scoring points on offense. They've got all these stars on defense right now between Deron Bland, who set the NFL record for most pick sixes in a season. Jim Nance was so excited about that. I loved his call on that. He's like, oh my God, this is it. This is history. If he can make it to the end zone, oh, this is history. You know, and I was like, oh, it it was awesome, right? And nobody can say that, oh, it's only because of an extended season. He's like, everybody used to do it in 14 games. He just did it in 11. Mm-hmm. So even with the new extended season, he's like, you can't say that because he did right. five pick sixes in 11 games. Yes. He's like, so you can't say that. And I'm glad he, he, he put that out there. I mean, but him and Micah Parsons, Odigizua, who's playing strong, Demarcus Lawrence. Odigizua. That, that's, that's the guy's his, name. That's his last name, Odigizua. You've got that rookie, Maisie, I think his last name is, or that might be his first name. I don't remember. Anyway. Is the last name Gray? No. It's not Star either. But they've got all these big names, and they're all playing really well. Even on the offense, they're playing really well. Now, the next five games, that's really going to be the tail of the tape. They've got to play Seattle. They've got to play Philadelphia. They've got to play Buffalo, which even though Buffalo, their Do record is... Do they play is, Buffalo in Buffalo? They that may be the town. Bills' saving grace right there. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be enough because I've been watching the Cowboys play and compared to the beginning of the season to now, they're hungry. We're hungry. Everybody is food. And they're literally just gnawing on people right now. The only thing to keep in mind is that game will be in December. I know that. And the Cowboys have a tradition about December, which is unfortunate, though they've been breaking it lately. They have. They've been playing good in December. Right. Because they've been in the playoffs the last two seasons. And there's a 99% chance right now that they're still going to make the playoffs, even I don't if think, it's a wild card. I don't think the Bills make the playoffs. I think it's done. I think yesterday's game was it. The make or break was last night's game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, we got to play the Dolphins as well. Yeah, the Dolphins stretch. have only won one game against a winning team. The Cowboys haven't won a game against a winning team. Hmm. And that's what I'm, I'm getting at. That's why I'm kind of like, they're going to make the playoffs. How far they run into the playoffs is, I, I don't know. Someone brought up to me this weekend that they should expand the NFL because there's places you can go. And I'm going to tell you why they should not expand the NFL. You guys may disagree with me, but there are 32 teams in the league now. Yes. How many good starting quarterbacks are there in the league? Not oh, 32. Shit. Maybe 10. You want to water that down even more? You cannot have a good team if you don't have a good quarterback. And there's not that many good quarterbacks already in the league. So I don't understand how you can add another team. It's like a boil on the Jets. Who the fuck is that guy? No worst to him. Worst, Never heard of him. Yeah, well, Aaron Rodgers wanted him. Wanted Boyle? Yes. I think he was a third string or whatever Dude, in Green Bay. I don't remember. Zach Wilson needs to go back to banging Cougars. Is that what he was doing? Apparently, he like banged his best friend's mom or some shit. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so he needs to go back to that. Like, And I know I'm talking shit, and I'm an armchair quarterback right now. I don't play in the NFL. There's no way. I was never that great at football. And these guys, got, they, they have skill. Like, Just to be in the NFL, I get it. But let's go back. Zach Wilson, not good. Boyle, not good. And the Browns, they're down a quarterback right now. They're, Deshaun Watson is hurt. Yep. And He's they, out for the rest of the season. And they gave up Dobbs. Burroughs is out for the rest of the season. The AFC is stacked with quarterbacks and all hurt. Lamar Jackson's having a resurgence. 
Man, he's looking freaking awesome. Tua looks great. Tua looks good. Mac Jones sucks. Mac Jones is terrible. Wilson sucks. Boyle sucks. I just saw a meme. It was like, you know how they have Microsoft Surfaces? Yes. So it was, there were two people on Microsoft Surfaces, and or there was Mac Jones and somebody else on a Surface, and it was like, two working Surfaces and a broke Mac. And I was like, holy shit, that's cold. Uh, who else is doing good? I mean, obviously Mahomes is doing good. You got Pittsburgh's got Kenny Pickett. Not good. No, not great. I don't know who's doing it in Cincinnati now, but no. So then you head out west, and you have Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Who's pretty darn good. It's Mahomes. He's got two Super Bowl rings already. Then there's the guy. Oh, I can't remember his name. We got Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. He's terrible. Yeah. He's never been that great. He's a journeyman. He'll yeah. give you a 500 season or better. I mean, they haven't been terrible. Yeah. How about in Houston? Stroud, man. He Stroud. freaking awesome, doesn't he? Houston, for being- Houston might be prime for a resurgence coming yeah. up. And then you have down in Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence looks great. You know, I was a little concerned when he first got in the NFL because it too. wasn't all that hot. And now he's, he's like he's, matured into the role. He's looking like, hey, this is my team. I'm in charge. We're doing shit. Like, I, I saw that when he was doing his interview. And that's what will happen when you expand the league. Somebody else is going to step up and find their way into the role. I don't know. I don't know about that. You've got Derek Carr over in, in Vegas. and Yeah, he's hurt. He's out. Oh, did he get hurt? Yeah. When did he get hurt? A couple weeks ago. He's out season two. Oh, well, then who's who's quarterback in the Raiders? I don't know. Some guy they picked up at the bus stop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then in the NFC, you've got, obviously, Jalen Hurts. Prescott is doing well. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is he doing, made He had a rebound after those three games. He looks fantastic again. Brock Purdy. I mean, so you've got Hurts, Purdy, Prescott, because everybody always wants to say, oh, Geno. Geno Smith. The AFC is stacked this year, quarterback-wise. Quarterback-wise, yes. I love how everybody's like, oh, Dak's an interception machine. He's thrown six this year. How about Daniel Jones there in New York? You got to like him because he sucks. Well, I like him because he sucks. <laughs> but they're, they're going to stay with him, though. Like, he's hurt right now, right? Yes. Yeah, So, but they're going to stay with him. I don't know who's quarterbacking for him right now. Like, we've know. already beat him twice this year. I don't know who's quarterbacking in most of the NFC. I saw that they fired Frank Reich in Carolina today. Well, Carolina is 1-10. Yeah. So. They're not even competitive. No. They, they had a competitive game against the Dolphins last week. They looked good against the Dolphins until the fourth quarter, and then. And then it all fell apart. Then it all fell apart. Yeah. Yep. They were up by double digits against really? the Dolphins. Hmm. I don't know who's going to go to the Super Bowl on the NFC side. I mean, because I think honestly, it's going to be a repeat of last year's Super Bowl. Unfortunately, you think it's going to be the Eagles and the Chiefs? Yeah, and the Chiefs will destroy them. You think the Chiefs will destroy them again? Yep. Yeah, I just don't think that. I don't think the Eagles are built to beat the Chiefs. No, there's only one team built to beat the Chiefs, and they can't beat the Chiefs right now. Who's that? Buffalo. Oh no, they're they're not built to beat the. If you can't beat the Chiefs, you're not built to beat them. Well, they can't beat them right now because they're built to beat the Chiefs, but they don't have the coaching to beat the Chiefs. Oh, you guys want to get rid of McDermott? I do. Ben Johnson. I think he's the offensive coordinator. Where the hell is Honestly, I think the Cowboys could beat the Chiefs. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Cowboys fan. But if you look at their defense, I think our defense matches up well against their offense. And I think the Cowboys have a chance. Maybe. I, I think they would have a chance. Ben Johnson is the offensive coordinator for the Lions. Oh, yeah. Everybody's been yapping about him. They're, they're yapping about Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator I for the Cowboys that, as well. 
I think that maybe you lose McDermott and you pick up Johnson, but Johnson, I think, is going to end up in Carolina. He'll probably take that job. But I also think Brian Dayball in New York may be out of a job at the end of the season. Other Bills players have said that he's the he's the guy that they should have kept and gotten rid of McDermott. Oh, they should have kept Dayball? Yeah. Well, and he's local. Well, McDermott's been doing good up until this season. He's micromanaging. That's the problem. That's why Leslie Frazier left. Oh, really? Yep. See, I don't get all involved in the, the coaching politics of the Bills. And maybe when he had all the wind beneath his wings during that whole first few years. But now it's just, I don't know. I think everybody's underwhelmed. Yeah, some bad coaching decisions by him. And what was that one from the other day? It was, what, 20 seconds left and they could have made a play to try and go for a touchdown? Was that a And a, they a just kneeled? Time. They kneeled, yeah. yeah. They could have. And, but, I mean, in, in a way, it's a smart play because he would have had to have thrown – two deep passes and that's two chances for them to intercept and do a pick six or to intercept and get back into field goal range call a timeout and then kick a field goal to win so you you play the safe route you kneel it you have a 50 50 chance to win the coin toss and receive first and then go down and score a touchdown they would have won if Gabe Davis had cut to the inside but instead he cut to the outside and they they had it he would he would have been open playing his day I think part of it was was player decision. Like, it was a bad decision on Gabe Davis's part. And then the defense, when they got down at the very end when Jalen Hurts ran the play that scored the touchdown, the defensive end on the right and the outside linebacker on the right both collapsed in. It was a linebacker or safety, one of the two. Collapsed in. And literally, Jalen Hurts just went around him and right into the end zone. They didn't didn't stay in their lane. They didn't... They didn't keep that running lane closed they just opened it up for him so a lot of it's player instincts and they just weren't there on those two particular plays and i'm not saying that those guys are are bad players they just made a mistake on those plays otherwise the coaching was fine during that game because they were winning all the way up until then and they had they had the chance to to win in overtime anyway enough nfl talk yeah how was the weekend besides that i mean you guys all came over saturday night I know. I just happened to be driving by your house, and I saw all my friends' cars parked in front of your house. And I was like, hey, what's going on here? I'm pretty sure I invited you, too. Yeah. Is everybody out? What's going on? I go, we're all at my house. Come on over. That's after I saw all the cars there. <laughs> it was we got caught. Though. We got caught. Well, it was just time to get the group together my and hang da- out and have a beer, too. My daughter goes, oh, if i known that Ellen with the Y was coming to our house, I would have ridden home with him rather than with her, with her, than with her sister, because she went to, sister went to boyfriend's house, so... She just wanted to come home. Ah, see. Sister went to boyfriend's house. Yeah, she came home with Patience. Patience went to boyfriend's house. Oh, Patience. So it took an hour and a half to get home from Medina. Got it. You got to start giving your kids money once in a while. They make me laugh. When I was talking to her, I mean, it was freezing out. And she's like, hey, can I borrow a dollar to get some hot chocolate? And all the kids are up there freezing. I'm like, how many kids are there? Like, I don't know, like 10. I was like, all right, come on. So I went down. We got a dozen hot chocolates and just started passing them out. And I'm like, here you go. Here she you go. has money, but she spends it on stupid shit. <laughs> Trying to teach her how to do things, about how to take care of money. And she has a credit card, too. Yeah, but they're not taking credit cards at the Medina parking lot at the Probably factory. Not. But I was laughing. I'm like, but, I don't care. So we'll give her $20 thinking it'll cost you like five bucks because all we have is a 20. We expect to get change. We get nothing back. Nothing. I'm like, what else? And did she's you buy? coming home with 21. You know, I some people like she find four quarters on the way and still didn't spend it. Any cash that she gets just burns a hole right through her pocket. Uh, 
Which one is that? Curly's. I had just, I had fun. We had fun though. She cracks me up. I was like, I gave her the code to get in my phone in case something happens to my phone. I said, here, just in case the, the power goes off, here you go. And I picked four songs, and they were all the fun, upbeat Christmas songs. So as the, as we were going by, I mean, it was you're not gonna, people aren't gonna hear the same song, you know. So, uh, but they were all fun, upbeat songs. It was a good time. They were good. The kids were waving everybody, and there was just an absolute sea of people for the Medina parade. I know it's fantastic how well they do it's down there. Unbelievable. And last week we were talking about Dolly Parton Christmas songs, mm-hmm. and I finally remembered the lyrics to it. it. Just popped in my head just now. In the meadow, we can build a snowman. And pretend that he is Parson Brown. Frosty the Snowman? No, it's not Frosty the Snowman. We'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman until the other children knock him down. Later on, we'll conspire. You know that one. As we dream by the fire. (laughs) The Eskimo way. Walking Walking in in a winter winter wonderland. wonderland. That's it, winter wonderland. Oh, winter wonderland. Did I say Frosty? Yeah, you said Frosty. Oh, my God. Johnny Mathis sang that song. That's how I know it. We had Johnny Mathis and Elvis albums growing up. I wish Howie was here for the Christmas music because he likes to point out that all the greatest Christmas songs were written by Jewish guys. It's true. (laughs) Well, they got nothing going on around the holidays. They have have Hanukkah. Wow. (laughs) They they do have Hanukkah. (laughs) Hanukkah. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I made you out of clay. Have you heard the South Park version of that? No. I'm not going to play with Dreidel because Dreidel's fucking gay. <laughs> what? You ever heard that? Eric Cartman doing the Dreidel song? No. Oh, my goodness. It is hilarious. I've heard him do Your your Mom's Bitch. Well, Kyle's mom. mom's big fat bitch. She's the biggest bitch in the whole wide world. Stupid yep. bitch. She's the biggest bitch. She's the bitch. She's the bitch. She's the bitch. What was that thing about South Park? Like, why was all the South Park guys dressed as girls? Did you see that special? That I have no idea. They had something, and they were all dressed as... Because they wanted to be Buffalo Jumping Jacks. But they were like, I don't know, they were strange. Because they weren't kids anymore. Now they were like 25-year-old women. Really? And they were, yeah, it was just... That's like when Matt Stone and Trey Parker showed up to the Emmys or to the Oscars in drag. Really? Tripping balls, by the way. Do you think they have money? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They got lots of money. Yeah, so you can do what you want, I guess, once you got money. I guess. We had Hockey Day in Lockport. It was pretty cool. It was cold as shit down at the hockey rink, though. And we were done and out of there fairly early. A couple hours? Yeah, I was up. Let's see. The game started at, like, 2, and by 4, I was eating dinner up at the penalty box. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it wasn't crazy at all. I didn't go out at all for that. I think next year I want to go out on a Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. We do bowling in Medina on Wednesday night. Uh Uh-huh. Before Thanksgiving, always a lot of fun. Except that this year I was in a terrible mood and was so pissy. Why? I don't know. It happens once in a while. I had to apologize to my teammates. Uh, it was so bad how he goes, don't embarrass yourself. And you know what? When he's the voice of reason. That's a problem. Yeah. I was hoping he's going to stop out tonight. Who, him? Yeah. Does he even know he's never been here? Who? Howie. Thought he, hoping he was going to stop by tonight? Yep. I thought he might do it. But then I remembered that he's got bowling on Wednesday. And it's already going to be tough to get him to come out to my birthday party on Saturday, which is coming up. Uh-huh. Big party coming up Saturday. He'll bail on the party. I'm just going to tell you right now. He says that he might come. That's a no. He's not coming. No. Nope. It's terrible. He never going to come out for that stuff. It's terrible. 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 It's terrible. Instead, you know who's going to be there? Hall of Famer Frank Vecchio. Really? Yes. Why is he going to be there? He's a friend of mine. And he's a Hall of Famer for Lockport Hockey. Lockport Hockey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Though... 
Rich was trying to be a smartass. He's a Hall of Famer for where? Well, if you want an NHL Hall of Famer, I can make that happen, too. Yeah, we know people. That's right. Who are we going to get? Marcel Dion. Gordy Howe? I think Gordy Howe's dead. Well, you're going to need a seance, then, to get him to come here first. Right. Marcel Dion lives in Clarence, but he has a store in Niagara Falls, so he's very local. Who's Marcel Marcel? Marcel Dion, not Marcel Marceau. Who's Marcel Marceau? Marcel Marceau is a pantomime from France. Okay. Wasn't that also the name of the monkey on Friends? Marcel. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. Marcel Dion played for, he's a Hall of Famer for the NHL, and he played for the LA Kings. Really? I think he still may be the LA Kings leading scorer. Really? And he's yep. right here in our little hometown area. Yep. In fact, a couple years ago at this hockey day in Lockport, he we went there and George was sick. He was going through his cancer treatment, so he couldn't make it. He wasn't feeling well. Jim Lorenz was the keynote speaker that day. And so I walked up to Jim. I had a, a sign that was made up. It said, get well soon, George. I asked him if he would take a picture with a sign so we could text it to him so we'd feel better. He's like, sure, no problem. So I took a picture with Jim Lorenz and the get well George sign. All of a sudden I go, I hear, hey, hey. I turn around. It's Marcel Dion. He goes, bring that sign over here. I'll hold it for your buddy. So he was super cool. Nice. Yep. So I have the utmost respect for Marcel Dion. And he owns a store around here? Yeah, in Niagara Falls, a uh, sports trading place. So have you been into the a couple times. business? Yeah, I have lots of basketball cards and hockey cards. My favorite hockey card of all time is a goaltender, Ron Tugnut. <laughs> because when my wife and I were going to playoff hockey games when the Sabres used to be good, and I think, I can't remember who the hell they were playing for. They were playing for Montreal. He was playing for Montreal or Ottawa. And... Tugnut was in net, and a chant went up, and it was, start the bus, Tugnut, start the bus, because they were getting smoked, man. So everyone was chanting, start the bus, Tugnut. So I found this Ron Tugnut hockey card, and I showed my wife, and she, out of nowhere, goes, start the bus, Tugnut, start the bus. And it's been 20-some years uh-huh. since those days. And so my buddy Frank, Hall of Famer Frank Vecchio, mm-hmm. I posted a picture on Facebook. I said, hey, Frank, I showed this to my wife, and she said, start the bus, dog, not start the bus. And he goes, your wife is the best. That's I'm like, funny. that's right. Because <laughs> she knows hockey, eh? Hey. We like hockey. There he is. I'm, I'm Googling him right now. 56 years old, 5'11". Ron Tugnut? 180 pounds. Yep. What is Cooper doing? He's trying to drink your beer again, Vinny. I know. He's never had beer. I've never given him any. He wants it bad. Look well, there's nothing left, so... He's going to get drunk on the fumes because he's only like eight pounds. <laughs> he's going to have one lick and pass out. Right. No, he's, he's huge. He's got to be, I bet you he's got to be 15 pounds now, 15, 16 Huge. Pounds. Yeah. Hey, let's not step on the board there, doggy. Hey. He's still, I'm telling you, I think he's got to be twice the size of his siblings. Don't. His siblings are all those. like 10, 11 pounds. And I get, he's, I, I bet you knows. I should go get him weight. He's probably north of 15 pounds. You know how you do it? You get on your scale. Check out what the weight is, then pick him up in your arms again on the scale again and subtract. That's true. Or I could just go right to the vet because they got a weighing station right there. Well, they they got go. a scale right there for you, huh? So we have big plans this upcoming weekend. By the time you guys hear this and it's dropped that evening, I'm having a birthday party because I'll be the big five zero. I know, and I don't know. I'm going to have a very busy weekend. I'm starting Thursday night. I got something. Yeah. Then Friday, something. And then Saturday, I'll be all peed up by the time I get to your party. What time does your party start? Seven. Yeah, I'll be good to 730. You'll be good better for longer than that. <laughs> the whole shenanigans crew will be there. So if it's anything like Saturday night, Saturday night was a ton of fun at my house. It was a ton of fun. I wish we were recording that night because it was pretty funny. Speaking of a ton of fun, 
What's so her name? His name. Not going to give it, but apparently he got arrested, and he's 5'9 and weighs 600 pounds. Holy shit. A local guy? Yeah. I don't even know anybody like that. <laughs> if you look what he was doing. Oh, you're on the awesome Facebook page. I am. You know who loves that page? Walden loves that page. I know he does. I see his comments all, all the, the time. time. The problem is <laughs> every once in a while we know somebody. I, I know, right? I don't even know how to read those things. So this person was fleeing law enforcement in a motor vehicle. So he's just he's doing a, a, a car chase. Okay. It was probably a roller skate. You ever notice the biggest people have the smallest cars? Probably one of those little, oh, my God. I got flipped off by somebody in one of them little tiny cars that's probably like three feet long. Oh, yeah, you, the little yellow and white things? Yeah, where you open like the whole front and right. then you get in. Yeah. It was like two old people in there and they were driving. And I got to a, the stop sign and I stopped first and then they came up to the stop sign and stopped. And honked. And then I started to go and they hit the gas and you could see these little tiny feet underneath the carriage like they were Flintstone and the shit out of this. And Grandma's like, Wilma! Grandma gives me the bird and she freaking goes by and I'm like, I can't help but laugh. So I gave her a thumbs down. <laughs> Do you know what they call those cars? Speed bumps. Oh, my God. Dude, yeah, absolutely. It's a death trap. It's like the K car. It's the size of a can of tomato paste. I know. It's so so it, tiny. I mean, it gets 148 miles a gallon, though. It does, but when it goes squish, it, it's over. Something just to cool around just tool around town in, though, you know what I mean? I wouldn't even want to do it around town, because if you hit a pothole that's too big, you're going to total your car. It's like riding a bicycle, though. It's about as wide. Yeah, it's no different than riding a motorcycle, you know? Hopping on something like that, except you don't have the advantage of having speed. If you run a motorcycle, you can scoot out fast. Oh, yeah. Like, do Priuses have a a top speed? Like, they can't drive very fast? I'm not a fast driver on the thruway. I stay in the right lane because that's my lane. I am not a passer. I can't tell you how many Priuses I pass. I I think what is a prerequisite for Priuses is to be an angry driver. I've never known a person to drive a Prius that's not angry. Every Prius driver I have ever encountered, like I just funny. I've Every passed Prius driver. I've passed ever. Priuses before, and and I've had. And they just flip you off. No, like <laughs> I've passed them before on the highway, and I've had no issue with them. But when you get the one that's like the speed is inconsistent, and you go to pass them, like they're mouthing at you and giving you the bird, you know, and they're doing all this other shit, and you're like, dude, you're going forty in a fifty-five. What the fuck do you want me to do? Maybe they were just trying to draft with you. They were trying to draft you just to get up the speed. Why would I need their help? I'm in a gasoline engine. They, they needed would, the help. They needed the help. Then they wouldn't be behind me. Oh. Well, I told you about the Prius that I was behind the one time going to Medina, and it turned off to go <laughs> to the Middleport Mall, and a head pier- popped up from the driver's lap. And I was like, fuck it. From the Prius? Yeah. The driver's doing like 40 in a 55. I'm like getting pissed. Like, what the fuck? And then as they're getting ready to turn into the Middleport Mall, a head comes up from the driver's lap, and I'm like, fuck it. All's forgiven. Yes. Maybe maybe that person was just taking a nap. Roadhead means 40 miles an hour. Fine. I don't actually think any of that truly exists, but it apparently existed for that Prius driver that there day. There you go. That's a unicorn. That is a unicorn. We've been talking an hour already. Holy cow. Do we want to talk about any of these things that Rich put together? Probably. Sure. Yeah. We can talk about pick a number between one and five. Three. Four. Okay, we'll do two stories. <laughs> <laughs> See how that worked? <laughs> I like that. 
two was the magic number the whole time. I'll just see if anyone. <laughs> and which two are you going to pick? We're going to. You should also label the stories and then we can. Uh, Let's see. Retiree records bat sex and church attic helps scientists solve mystery of species super long penis. There you go. That sounds like uh, about right for this podcast. <laughs> scientists have solved the mystery of one of the animal kingdom's most disproportionately large penises thanks to a Dutch retiree recording a bat sex in a church attic. The serotine bat does not use its strangely large penis for penetration, but instead as a copulatory arm. Well, the fists are then, huh? What? (laughs) Going on National Geographic tonight. (laughs) What's that thing? Let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. Is that that song? Yeah, it's the song. Do it like the bats do in the church attic. That's a new song. Yeah. Hey, baby, how would you like my copulatory arm? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Bloodhound Gang, we need you to do a revival. (laughs) This marks the first time that a mammal has been documented reproducing without having penetrative sex. The serotine bat, which has a wingspan of more than 14 inches, is common in woodlands across Europe and Asia. The researcher at Switzerland's university told uh, the French press that his team had been working on the bat for years, had observed that its penis is super long when it is erect. Their penises are around seven times longer than the vaginas of their female serotonin bats. So I'm not sure why they would have a penis that large then. (laughs) So they're the BBC of the animal kingdom. That's right. Helicopter this. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't need to use my wings. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Stranger still, the head of the penis expands into the shape of a heart, making it seven times wider than their partner's vaginas. Jesus. Yes. Hello, 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 hello. That's not going in there. (laughs) Scientists were baffled. There is no way it can penetrate with this structure. Relatively little is known about how bats mate because it is difficult to observe, probably because it's mostly dark. Mostly. Mostly. And scientists could not see a way of solving this mystery. Penis was the first word of the email subject line, followed by something in Dutch, then the word, I'm not even going to, eptiskius. Eptiskius. I can't even say that word. I was thinking this looks like spam, the professor said. Eptiskius. It could be. That's the genus of the serotonin bat, so he risked opening the email and watching the videos inside. I was really amazed because we had our answer. Simple bat porn changed my world. Ah. So he had be- this guy had become interested in a population of bats living in the attic of a local church and set up cameras recording huge amounts of footage. This passion made him the best guy to understand the bats, and the retiree was named as a co-author of the study. They analyzed 93 mating events in the church attic, as well as four recorded at a bat rehabilitation center in Ukraine. <laughs> Even the bats are using, huh? i still want to know how they they do the stuff so female bats have a large membrane between their tail and ankles which they use to shield their genitals during mating the males grab the females by the nape and use their large penises like an extra arm for a reach around to remove the membrane what we postulate that the Hair present on the terminal swelling serves as a sensor to help find the vulva. During this time, we noted several social calls, probably emitted by the female. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh. 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 
Then follows a long, still embrace called contact mating, during which sperm is transferred. So they don't penetrate. They just come on their skirt and walk away. And then apparently it just crawls around, runs around up the stuff, and does the thing. Yep. Okay. So they speculate the female bats could use their unusually long cervixes to hold on to the sperm of several different males for months before choosing which male they bear offspring with. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Now I can sleep at night. Now you can sleep at night? I was always wondering how uh, bats... How bats... Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. And it's nice that they gave the guy a plug since he sent all the video footage in. Right. They gave him a little... A uh, co-authorship. Co-authorship. That's very impressive. I don't know if that's something you would have done, Craig. I would not be videotaping bats having sex. Maybe the old bats down the street, but not the bats. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Or I'd go to Taco Bell and record the sex that's happening there. Oh, is there something going on at Taco Bell? A former Los Angeles area Taco Bell employee is suing the company and a franchise owner after she claims a Christmas party at the fast food restaurant descended into a drunken mess that included open sex. In the suit, she alleges that her supervisor invited her to the December 18th, 2022 party at the San Pedro Taco Bell at which she worked. She was encouraged to bring food for a potluck-style buffet, and her contribution was a bowl of guacamole. You're taking a bowl of guacamole to a taco taco place. That's funny. That's kind of ironic. Once she arrived, she discovered that her supervisor covered the windows of the restaurant with wrapping paper and also covered the cameras inside the restaurant. She claims the supervisor provided alcohol to staffers, several of whom were overserved. Around midnight... She stepped outside for a short time. She walked back into the restaurant and saw a co-worker having sex with his wife in front of everybody at the party. The co-worker's wife, she claims, was also kissing her female manager and another female co-worker at the same time. Where, are, where is this? Little lesbian loving at the Taco I'm Bell? Yeah. Someone was eating a taco. In San Pedro. Shocked, disgusted, and outraged, she alleges that she first ran out of the restaurant, but then went back inside to receive her guacam- to retrieve her guacamole. Yeah, <laughs> only to find that her manager and the other coworker involved in a s- in the sexual encounter were vomiting. One threw up in the trash, while the other vomited it into her guacamole bowl. She reported the incident to Taco Bell Human Resources. And the franchise-based ownership group, the manager and other co-workers involved in the sexual encounter were fired. After their termination, she alleges she was threatened and her car window shattered by someone associated with her former co-workers. They did nothing about the threats and told her they were transferring her to a new location rather than disciplining the employees who threatened her. She quit and alleges she had suffered actual consequential and incidental financial losses because she lost her guacamole bowl. That's crazy. And because she wasn't invited to take part in the lesbian orgy. No. And Taco Bell states afterwards that we do not own this uh, location, so they want you to be aware of that. Right. Franchise owned. Franchise owned. I never, like, I remember the first time I had, I didn't mind having parties at the restaurant when I had that. And I'd always say, you know what, if they want to go over, I didn't mind a couple of drinks, but I remember the, the one year I had the chief of police's daughter was working for me. And she was underage, and I said, "Don't! I don't want you drinking. That, that's just no. You had to be of age if you were going to drink. I don't let any underage drinking go on there. I can say all I wanted, but the people pouring her drinks didn't care. So she got absolutely hammered at my Christmas party, at the restaurant. 
So then I had to have a conversation with the chief of police in regards to that. That sucks. And I'm like, and they knew. I said, I'm telling you right now, like, they even went new. Like, they knew that I didn't do anything. They're like, I'm telling you up and down. He said, no, no, no. And then the one girl did. I don't want to say she fell on the sword because she didn't do it for me. She just fessed up to say, no, I was the one giving her drinks and uh, sneaking them to her. But even then, if you, like if somebody knows, and I always hated that about bars, if I know that I could go out and have three or four drinks, comfortable drinks, then give me my three or four good drinks. Don't make me doubles and triples because now I'm having 12 drinks instead of four. Right. And I hate that. I had to stop drinking that at a lot of bars. I'd have to switch to bottled beer because I would just go through and people think they're doing you a favor and it's just... It's not a fun thing, you know? Right. So, Alan, why don't you tell us how they get us? I'm going to tell you how they get you right now. This, hopefully this doesn't leave you caught with your pants down. Ah. Uh -oh. But here's what happened. A New York City robber uh, suspects had colorful underwear on uh, when he did a, when he stole. So a pair of multicolored briefs peeking out above a robbery suspect's low-slung trousers helped police arrest him more than a year later. The robbery happened at a tobacco shop in Queens, and three masked men got out of a Mazda and entered the store. Two of the men pointed guns at the employee, while the third emptied the cash register and grabbed merchandise and employee's cell phone. The surveillance videos that were gotten through the media showed the third robber wearing brightly colored briefs with a large letter R, in white and the year 1990 in yellow. The anonymous tipster passed along the Instagram handle of the suspect with the call for underwear and the, or the complaint said and the, the caller also told police that the robbers had tried to sell their stolen merchandise at another Queens location. But after the detectives reviewed the footage from the sale location and spotted the man with the colorful drawers, is now easily identifiable, and he was no longer wearing a mask. So the police identified the suspect based on an Instagram account and the video merchandise sale spot from the photos, uh, according to the complaint. And the 30-year-old suspect was arrested in Queens. And the Department of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Joint Task Force uh, was all part of all that stuff. So just when you think... You can't get caught. You got to start pulling your pants up. That's a reason right there. And that's how they get you. They got him by his colorful drawers. So you want to go rob somebody? Don't wear underwear. Little tidy whities man. <laughs> that is it. So, Craig, what's happening in Canada? Cue the music. <laughs> <laughs> Your listening pleasure is Canada Watch. Smell like pine trees in moose piss. <laughs> Canada Watch. Your furry hat matches your furry underpants. <laughs> it's a design flaw or you need a trim? Canada Watch. <laughs> Do you smell like beaver dams and old toes? Canada Watch. <laughs> your uncle looks suspiciously like an elk. Canada Watch. <laughs> sure does get lonely up there in the Yukon. Canada Watch. <laughs> we have the polar bears and the milk in the bag, y'all. Canada Watch. Hey, Gord. <laughs> <laughs> we still like you, though. Canada Watch. In Canada this week. How'd you like that? That was nice. An exploding population <laughs> of hard to eradicate super pigs. <laughs> in Canada is threatening to spill south of the border and northern states like Minnesota, North Dakota, and Montana, 
are taking steps to stop the invasion. In Canada, wild pigs roaming Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba pose a new threat. They're often crossbreeds that combine the survival skills of wild Eurasian boar with the size and high fertility of domestic swine to create a super pig that's spreading out of control. A professor at the University of Saskatchewan and one of Canada's leading authorities on the problem calls feral swine the most invasive animal on the planet and an ecological train wreck. Pigs are not native to North America. While they roam parts of the continent for centuries, Canada's problem dates back only to the 1980s when it encouraged farmers to raise wild boar. The market collapsed after peaking in 2001 and some frustrating farmers simply cut their fences, setting the animals free. It turned out the pigs were very good at surviving Canadian winters. Smart, adaptable, and furry, they they eat anything, including crops and wildlife. They tear up land when they root for bugs and crops. They can spread devastating diseases to hog farms like African swine fever, and they reproduce quickly. A sow can have six piglets in a litter and raise two litters in a year. Wow. That's a lot of little piggies off the market. That's right. That is. That means 65% or more of a wild pig population could be killed every year, and it will still increase. Yes, it will. Wow. That's why they're considered a nuisance animal, especially in the South. Like, they're, you can just go out and blast them year-round. There's, there's really no limit because they, they are invasive. Are they good eating? Yeah. Wild pig is good. Wild pigs already cause around $2.5 billion in damage but to U.S. crops But those aren't the normal wild year. pigs. Those are like... No, the, these are different ones. Those are different Mostly in southern states like Texas. And they can be aggressive towards humans. A woman in Texas was killed by wild pigs in 2019. Oh. They only found a couple bones. Because they'll right. eat everything. They will eat you. Yes. Yep. Like, I, I've been treed by a hog hunting in Texas. Like, they, they are aggressive. And they, they are some big bastards, you know. I wouldn't recommend shooting them with a two twenty three or something. Like yeah. at least take a two seventy. You got to get them right in the noggin if you're going to hit them with that one. A two two three. Let that rattle around their brain for a little while. But that's got to be one hell of a shot. There's some some big pigs. Hogs have made it up to Pennsylvania. Like they're not necessarily native to New York State, from what I understand. But they are down in Pennsylvania, and now apparently we have them in Canada. So. It's only a matter of time before they invade New York State. Yeah, New York is, they actually said that they have a program to eradicate the wild hogs, and New York State is one of the most successful states at doing it. They don't want to live here because of the taxes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are good eating. I mean, good roast, good ribs, uh, good pork belly for making bacon. Do you need to have a, uh, a permit to go shoot those wild hogs? Yeah, permit um, for everything. Yeah, basically in New York State because they want their little piece of the pie. Yeah. You know, it's funny so. because if you go, so you can get your fishing license in two different ways. Mm-hmm. You can go to a store like Dick's or Walmart. Walmart will give you a fishing license or you can go to your local county clerk or city clerk's office. If you go to the city clerk's office, it's about three times as much the price as it is if you go to Walmart. Get out of here. super expensive to get a fishing license at the city, but it's super cheap to get it done at Walmart. That doesn't make sense. It I pay, make I pay sense. five bucks for my fishing license, and I get the rest of my tags for free. I get all my deer tags and everything for free. How yeah. come? Because of my status with the VA. Really? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. one of my few how do, benefits. How do I get to join the VA? Well, it's not joining the VA. But <laughs> Listen here, Gronk. Yeah. And how do I get that insurance? <laughs> actually, I, I did see him commentating the other night. During like a halftime show or something, yes. like he was he did he was a great pretty, job, pretty good. He sounded way smarter than the rest of the guys. They were trying to be funny, and he was all serious. So I don't know if he's going to fit on the show anymore. 
I still think he would. I, I think he'll fit on the show because I think he'll be funny when it's time. But I was like, I mean, when it comes to football, he obviously knows what the fuck he's talking about. Right. I mean, he's Allegedly. one of the. I think that if we do have him on the show, he can't talk about football with him. I don't want to talk football with him. Like, he's going to start throwing out stats and all this other shit. And I'm like, dude, we're all armchair quarterbacks. Like, you actually, pl- you're a Super Bowl champion. I'd have no problem fuck? talking to him because I don't know anything about football. We'd be talking think, about other stuff. I still think the last Super Bowl that he won with Brady in New England, he should have been the MVP of the game. I'll stand by that. Yeah. He, he sponsors have. a lot of baseball teams and youth baseball he and does youth sports. Here. Yep. So I'd, we'll yep. talk to him about some of that Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. If we can ever get him on the damn show. Yeah. We'll keep trying. I can renew that after the first of the year. I think we should. Do you want me just to call him? If you know him. All right. I just I thought you were there. I mean, we'll have a couple. Yeah. I know his name ends in a vowel, but I think it's the wrong part of European vowel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you know, just get him over here. We'll have a couple he, beers. He doesn't we'll know that. a good show. <laughs> I mean, there's there's got to be some stuff like, you know, it, it, there's got to be some comedy involved, but we can't, you know, you can't attack him. None of that shit. Right. We just got to, we got to sit and just talk. Yep. Just talk. I think we'd have to go to like a real location because this, this house we, is yeah, too we small might for have, him. We might have to. He won't like, like we could rent a studio somewhere. We just do it at a bar someplace. Dude, we'll never get a show done, especially if he's in the bar. That's yeah. true. Like, Well, we know a guy who has a studio, so. We do. So it would be like, look, dude, if you can come here, we'll rent the studio. Like, we could all pitch in. We'll all bring a little beer. You got to put a time limit on it, too. You can't just right. be like, okay, we're going to go until we just stop recording. Like, we're, we're going to go for about an hour and a half. We got to have some structure. Right. So anyway, in Texas, unless you have toonies, stay away from the pigs. And that's what's happening in Canada this week. You have a website for us. Uh, Rich has a website for us. I'm not sure what it is. It's www.311.com. Why is it called a W when it's obviously two Vs? Have you seen that video about that? Yeah. It's pretty. (laughs) I just saw it yesterday. (laughs) I was going to forward it to you guys, but I'm like, they've seen this thing already. So so he's doing this because it's 311's website. And that's because today's show is episode number 311. So he's put us on to 311's website, which is a band that we all know, that we grew up with. Grew up with. A little bit after our time, but still in the impressionable era of our time. Right in my time. They came out, I want to say it was my sophomore, sophomore junior year, they got real big. So the next show that they're playing is January 18th and 19th in Honolulu, Hawaii. We should go there and do a podcast. That would be wonderful. The closest that I see that they're coming is they're going to be in Atlantic City. They're going to be in Norfolk, Virginia, and Uncasville, Connecticut. Uncasville. And then they're going to Europe. They have a beer, apparently. They have Come Original India Pale Ale. Available in six, 16, or 26 packs while supplies last. It's an IPA Hmm. made in collaboration with El Segundo Brewing. 311beer.com. Check that out. Yeah, well, Rich would be disappointed. How come yeah. I, I thought, do I know who these people are? If you heard the songs, you would. 311? Yeah. yeah. Their, you know. their biggest song was Down. And then they had one that was on the soundtrack of an Adam Sandler movie. Well, now I need to hear a song. What was the one that was on the Amber? Adam Sandler? Amber was on the Adam Sandler. I want to say that was on the Adam Sandler movie. But Amber was a good song. Down, Down was a good song. They had a little bit of a reggae tone to them with Down. 
with the the kind song of. down. Yeah, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna play in just a second here. It, it makes you want to be like on an island or on a sublime. beach. In, in a way, yeah. Well, as soon as I saw them, it looked like Sublime to me, and I'm like, well, is there something on here that I, I don't know? I won't necessarily say Sublime. They remind me of. Yeah, this one maybe. All right, maybe go to a different song. I don't know that song. You don't know that song? Amber's the other one, right? Amber's the other Let's big one that, one that they had. She's also how many, a porn star, I know. How many listeners do you think? Wasn't that was, uh, 50 First Dates? Wasn't that on 50 First Dates? 50 First Dates is a great movie. Does that have Drew Barrymore in it? Yes, yeah. it does. I love Drew Barrymore. They, they have great chemistry on screen. They great, so have great chemistry. She is, I just love her. I love the way she talks about Little Lith. I like how she can set a fire with her mind. This makes you want to be on an island just drinking like an yeah. island lager with like a gentle rainstorm. This is a good song. It's called Amber. Yes. Yeah, it's a good one. So check it out, 311.com. It's a band. You all know the music. Anyway, this week for Shenanigans This Week, it's been Ellen with a Y. Happy birthday, Craig. Thanks. Even though it's not until next week, but yeah, thanks. Vinny. Have a good one, y'all. I'm Craig. Thanks for listening. Join us again next week. <laughs>